You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> It's kind of really good. Living color. Look at, check it out. It's not just a television show. There's a uh, there's a thirty percent chance that we'll start the uh, the show with it now that we've talked about it. <laughs> I remember watching a performance they did at the Apollo, where they're a rock band, and people started booing them immediately. At the Apollo, really? Yeah, wow. and then. They turned by the end of the song. They turned it around, and people started cheering, uh, which was what happened at a lot of our shows as well. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> people were bumming out, going to get food, you know, going to the local Burger King to get some food, and then halfway halfway there, they turned around and said, "Let's give them another shot." Do you think members of Living Color are Ned? Do you think they still play? Um. Probably. They, they, like, you know Vernon Reed has some shit Vernon going on, Reed. no doubt. Corey Glover was an actor. Is that right? He was an actor. He was in, um, I think he was in Platoon. Or he was in Casualties of War. It's like the Platoon uh, the movie with Michael J. Fox was like a Platoon knockoff. All right, pause. Everyone who's listening who is... Uh, <laughs> 20? Maybe too young. <laughs> yeah, like 20. So most of you, yeah. pause... <laughs> And go to YouTube and watch the video for Cult of Personality, uh. and check out like the uh, like the the spandex like workout gear oh, yeah. and shit and whatnot, and then come back and then you'll be on the uh, the same page with us. Apparently, because it's so good. I interviewed at a college. I had my third interview at a college. 
um, last week. Just recently, or back, yeah. okay, or back last when Cult week. of Personality it, it, was uh, <laughs> was hot when you were like thirteen. No, there's a tie-in. There's a tie-in. Um, it's a Cult of Personality. Uh, I had an interview at a college. My third interview. I think I'm going to get the job because you don't get a third interview without getting the job. I don't think. That's what everybody seems to think. Was there two-way glass where people just like chuckling behind the glass? Maybe. No, it was like, let's just meet one more time for coffee. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right. At eight thirty a.m. Sure, I will definitely need coffee. Um, Did you say I don't? Uh, I don't drink hot liquids. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, I don't actually drink hot liquids. Um, uh, yeah. Mm, like so no. So no. no on that interview. So no, no, I can't meet you guys. I actually am not allowed to be in a coffee place. It's it's too worldly. Uh, being a uh, Jehovah's Witness, that's way too worldly for me. I wonder There's if... There's a Witness Temple right down the street from my house. I feel like I should get more people knocking on my door. I was going to say, how many... Uh, let's poll the audience real quick. How many of our listeners are devoutly religious? Or That's a great question. It's interesting. I think we have some some secret Mormons. Devoutly religious or otherwise wild-ass? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, like Kari Krishna, maybe. Because with the 90s coming back and like Mineral announced their reunion. and, mm-hmm. and So with the 90s completely coming back, uh, will Krishna Core also come back? Like, are there 90s musical trends that are like, that are too bad? <laughs> I actually sort of hope so. Like, I had no interest in Krishna Core when it first happened. But now I think it'd be so dumb and meta that I'd want to experience it. I'll try to um, man, I'll try to understand. I'll try to make a stand. Civilized man. Remember Shelter? Holy shit, so dude. Cold. Last night, speaking of fucking being wild ass, last night, um what was it? Uh Pope fucking John whatever was uh was canonized. Or maybe it was today, Pope, or, you know, at some point. Pope John Davidson. <laughs> Pope John Davidson. Pope uh, Pope John Smith was uh was canonized and I'm sitting in my chair, in the chair. Mm. It's like 9.30 at night, and suddenly I hear, like, a lot of singing. Like, a lot, a lot of singing. I'm like, that's oh. weird. And I go and I walk out to the front of my house, and for anyone who hasn't been at my house, which I'd say is 99.99998% of people <laughs> listening. Of yeah. um, <clears throat> outside of my house is a big Polish Catholic church, and in the front yard is a statue of uh, Pope John, uh, John Davis Lee. Um, so now everyone can triangulate exactly where you live. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you just get on uh, get on what's that uh, Street View and Google, you'll yeah. find it. So I look at the window and there are literally like 200 Polish people with candles out in front of the statue just singing to the statue. It was oh, man. fucking bonkers. <laughs> it was crazy. And this is the second time this has happened because when they first yeah. announced that he uh, was up to become a saint, like you know, he was in like the fucking saint draft of, uh, of 2012. <laughs> right. People just posted up in front of the statue for like two days there was like a little shanty town out in front of this church people were just kind of living there and like leaving flowers on the statue it is 2014 (laughs) no man there's they're holding on hard they're holding on real hard to that shit because my aunt angela is super super christian and whenever she visits my folks i have to like drive up to see them because I see her like once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's always wearing a button, uh, a big button on her lapel of her, you know, old older woman shirt. 
whatever. Um, <laughs> like Barbara, you're like, you know what I, you know what I'm, t- you know exactly, you can picture exactly what I mean when I say that. Oh yeah, <clears throat> like her Barbara Moss, like or like Bonton style, you know, shirts with flowers on and shit. Dress barn. Yeah, dress barn. Um, piercing pagoda. Chica, Chico. Why did I say piercing pagoda? What the fuck? <laughs> piercing pagoda. Uh, Chico's Claire's. Um, you're getting way off track. Merry-go-round, <laughs> Chess King, uh, Sears, Sears. Okay, Sears. Sears. Um, but it has, it's a big, and it says, it is not a choice, and then it has a picture of an aborted fetus. Whoa. Yeah, and like... You, like, allow this woman into your house, and oh, like, yeah. you treat her like she's a normal person? No, it's, it's, my, it's my father's brother's wife. So it's wow. my father's sister-in-law and my aunt through marriage. What's up with your father's brother? Uh, retired cop. Did he just Re- feel like he couldn't couldn't do much with his life? He maybe his no. looks weren't that great. No, man. Retired cop. Uh, then uh, was like worked for Merrill Lynch for a minute. Um, got a lot of money. Drives a BMW. Uh, you know, cool, right. cool, chill dude. Always wants me to go civil service. Like really, like calls me. Like, hey, you should. Uh, I got a list of tests. Do you want me to send you? He sends me like a paper list of all the upcoming civil service tests. It's like kind of cute. You know. It speaks maybe to my ignorance of how people feel about anything to be like, well, it's weird that somebody who drives a BMW would give a shit either way about somebody else's abortion. Like, I, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't think at heart, I think he's just a chill dude from Staten Island who wants to live out the last 20 years of his life. And if his wife oh, was they're on... from Staten Island, that makes yeah, a lot more sense. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> they're all from Staten Island. And I'm talking like inland Staten Island, like 20 miles in, like right in the middle of Staten Island. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, anyways, I was talking about, uh, interviewing at a school <laughs> yeah we got off track we were i believe we were discussing living color we were okay so it all comes back to living color my friend um because when i was interviewing uh i was walking around in my suit looking very tight and looking very good i have a my freshly machine wash freshly machine wash i went to my man kent got a combat fade which was what we call it now <laughs> i was like kent give me that combat fade he's like oh, kent is still there kent is the fucking man i'm gonna interview kent He's the man. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, I'm gonna take a picture next time I get my haircut. I'm gonna take a picture of Kent and post it up because he's the best. Me All and right. Kent, we're gonna do a selfie. It's gonna be amazing. Ah, oh, it's so good. Get ready for selfies. Um, I'm so excited. That's what the. Uh, I, there's so much to talk about. I'm like a. I'm like a fountain now that I. Yeah, I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but I think our, we've actually been more on lately than we have uh, before. We've actually also been morons lately. I very much, very much. Uh, at least in my case. Um, so I, I had to wait. Uh, and I, I, I get, I'm religiously early to job interviews, like 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. I just walk around to get, set my head straight, uh-huh. do a little jog, you know, whatever. And I noticed everybody dresses like their idea of how the nineties were, but it's a little bit off. Have you noticed Are that Are these college all? students or employees? And college students. If okay. it was employees, cool. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I work at Empire Records all of a sudden. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a Batman shirt with, like, a flower dress and tights and black docks. Like, I'm going to crumple. I'm going to crumple up all of the kind of annoying aspects of 90s culture and then, like, wear it. <laughs> it's going to be great. You know what, though? I hate that, but I also hate what... Uh... 
like there was a car commercial that was like the 70s the 80s the 90s it was you know like the car driving through like a kind of a a cultural montage Mm -hmm. of what the era was and they got to now and it was people in these really colorful clothes doing like flash mob shit and it occurred to me like you know it's very rare you see things like that smashed in your face the way a commercial would And I hate today so much. Like, I hate today. I would shoot a nuclear Dude. bomb in the Kanye West's chest if I could. Holy it's like, I, thank I you. hate today. Andrew, thank you. So, thank as you much today. as I hate the idea of going back to the 90s, because that shit sucks. That was so um, bad. Young, young I people. I guess I'd take that. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Oh, fucking oh, Young people, the goddamn worst. As I sit and drink some kind of gin-based... <laughs> cocktail that uh, that Gabri's brought me. I've gotten really into making cocktails around here. You're going to get some wild stuff next time you come down. I can't wait. It's going to be soon. As soon as like, I got a cocktail muddler today. Oh, I got uh, you know speed pour tops. I'm like learning how to count shit out. I'm getting really good well, at this. It's great. The money that I'm going to make at this college job is on par with what I made at the state, but Dope. it's way less stress. <laughs> and I can actually like get out and not be a depressed shell. I can actually go and buy like real clothes and like like one or more than one pair of shoes and everything else. It's in nineties though. Like you have to buy like real nineties clothes, which is like no. a suit that it's like three buttons, but still has like eighties power shoulders. You just look like Chandler the whole time. And just like, Oh, I'm wearing size 40 boyfriend jeans with an yeah. intricate buckle system. <laughs> yeah, exactly got, like that. Perfect. Yes. And then I'm dating a woman, um, who looks an awful lot like Keisha Knight Pulliam from living. I don't single. even know who that is. She's oh, fuck. Remember that show? We are living yes. single in a nineties kind of world. I'm glad I got my girls. Wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, that's right. Queen Latifah. What was the the most? I, you know, actually, I hate talking about the nineties, but fuck it. What do you think the most nineteen nineties TV show was? Um, I mean, aside, yeah, you know, obviously, yeah. There's like Friends and all that shit, but like the one that encapsulates the like the worst parts of it the most. Uh, Nine hundred two one zero. No question. Nine hundred two one zero. God damn! I didn't even think yeah. about that because well, it's because hmm. everybody wanted to. Everybody wanted to appear to have more money than they had. Everybody wanted to be cooler than they were. Everybody wanted to listen to. Everybody wanted to be either either the the really really normal person in the high school or the bad boy. Yeah, no motherfucker was happy with themselves. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I went to <laughs> no. high school with a girl named Krista Kerman, who looked exactly like Jesse from uh, Nano Two One Zero, or the, whoever right. the blonde girl was. Like not Jesse. Uh, yeah, I said like um, and, and, and not and not um, not Tori Spelling or Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth looked okay. like, like precisely like Jenny Garth, and I remember this dude Mike Rabine. <clears throat> um, why do I always tell high school stories, Andrew? Because <laughs> you peaked in high school. I, that was it. Was over. Thank you. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I peaked in a lot of ways, um, financially, mentally, uh, physically. I, I did. I did peak physically in high school, unfortunately. Um, Night's young. That's true. <laughs> Fucking hit those kettlebells after this. That's true. I, uh, I'm going to do at one point. I'm going to masturbate during a podcast and. Uh, and shoot geysers in in my. I'm amazed you haven't done that yet. I know. I just thought about it. <laughs> yeah, that seems like something that'd be like I'm gonna, up your alley. So, you know, like you tell it next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna not masturbate for a month, and then I'm going to diddle myself, rubbing only over my jeans, like a uh, like a boring like you're at a boring movie with your girl, and you're like, <laughs> come on, come on. You know? she like reaches over. You think she's going for the soda, but she's going for my joint. You know. And she she rubs my joint through my jeans, and I'm getting you know 
and and because and, but because I hadn't I haven't masturbated in a month, it only takes me a few minutes to shoot That's a it. geyser, yeah, an old faithful of spunk uh, through uh, through my jeans, my and my jeans rip apart. Wow, really? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Luckily, you've got this college job, so you can buy jeans that don't uh, that don't rip apart That's on uh, on the most basic contact. Yeah, but then the next day I'll see it be like, hey, you know, uh, new coworker, insert name here, hey, 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 Tammy, uh, you never guess what happened to me last night. I was, um, well, I do a podcast that I've told you about, and uh, um, the weird, I we had like a running thing where uh, I had never masturbated <clears throat> on the podcast, and. And uh, you might want to sit down for this. Um, I say you're actually still talking to Tammy. Yeah, right I'm now? still All talking right. to Tammy. And uh, uh, Tammy, uh, you never would guess what would happen. I, I touched uh, the head of my penis, uh, and I came in my pants so forcefully that they ripped my jeans off. <laughs> uh, so if you need anything, I'll be right there. In my, I'll be over here. Uh, I'll be in my office. Yeah, I'll be at my at my corner <laughs> office. Um, uh, being very diligent, working hard, and letting that scenario soak in. Yeah, Tammy's on the flashing blue light phone right now. There are a ton of flashing blue lights on this campus, so that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my thought earlier was, I think I was actually thinking about this not too long ago too. I guess I have been thinking about the nineties. Mm. I think. The show that best caught it all, that weird, awkward-ass transition, 1988 through 1993 was fucking wild-ass and weird. Yeah. Like, nobody had any idea what the fuck was going on in any capacity. It was, it was fucking nuts. If you go back and you watch an episode of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Lose yes. you, yeah, you really get a sense <laughs> of, like, like the... What is that bridge from Apocalypse Now where he gets there and he's looking for the CEO and the guy's like, aren't you? Like, it was like, like nobody was in charge. <laughs> it was just fucking insane. The bulldozers pulling the RV. Oh, yeah, that was great. Dude, yeah. nobody was in charge of culture for about four years. And I think it shows there. So uh, um, that's got to be, no, be on YouTube, like, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Tracy Ullman show with The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You know, um... That's actually the only reason The Simpsons could have happened because nobody had their... Everyone was fucking asleep at the dial for about four years. And uh, and that, that's how The Simpsons happened. Somebody was just like half... So strung out. So strung out on cocaine that was getting weaker every year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they were just like, sure, just... Like, sure, yellow cartoon family. Fucking go with it. Run with it. Yeah, no, that was a yellow cartoon family and poorly drawn at that. Oh. It looks like a six-year-old drew a yellow... Uh, go with it. Go with it. Uh, Million-dollar budget. Go. Yeah, go. Go. It's cool. Green lit. The, you know, <laughs> before Fox News got crazy, before Fox got crazy, uh, it was actually like, hey, let's put out, you know, Mad TV. Let's say, like, Mad TV, but Mad TV sucks. We know. We're going to put it on the air for ten years. It's totally fine. <laughs> Fox was really wild-ass as... Uh, as a kid, especially, yeah, in, like, that same era... Because they had no original programming. The first real original programming was like Married with Children. Yeah, oh, great show. So, when it was still a, a UHF station, before, you know, it got like sports rights and whatnot, it was just fucking weird movies all day on the weekend. <laughs> you would just sit down and be like, all right, well, I'm posted up here for the next nine hours because The Burbs and then The Terminator and then Stripes are all on back-to-back-to-back because those are the only movies they can fucking afford, and it's so good. Up next, Duel, featuring Dennis du Weaver. Oh, Duel, yeah. Oh, man. Featuring. You know what? 
Yeah, we got Parker Lewis. Can't can't lose. Uh, start up episode one, season one. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> nice theme song. So bad. This is this is a shot from inside a refrigerator. <laughs> Parker. All right, all right. We're not going to watch an episode of uh, of a sitcom Although that, on it, the It gives me a great idea because we were here, we're listening to it, and we can just comment on it now. It's great. That is true. <laughs> I'm really glad that came, I'm really glad you brought in the sound. Um, can know. we just do an episode of the podcast where we sit around and watch three episodes of Get a Life? Yeah, you know we can do that this I'd we can so do that this coming that. weekend if you want. I would love to do that. I've got every episode on my computer. It's my favorite thing on planet Earth. <laughs> we can do that. We awesome. Can, we can do that. Um, you know, uh, in keeping with the 90s theme, let's just make this the 90s episode, I guess. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just, I was hanging out with my man Justin Kiss yesterday. Or, no, Friday. The aficionado of all things 1990s. Uh, of course. I mean, the indie, indie rock prince of uh, Michigan. And came up and peaked in the 90s. Um, laid it down. Dated uh, many a, a, a mousy girl in a cardigan with uh, hand-cut bangs. Uh, naturally black hair. Um Horn room glasses. Where do you think? Where do you think that all the women that Justin Kiss dated like that have ended up? Um, like I feel like they all just have like normal lives and just do like minivan mom shit, right? Like, am I am uh, I right? And then they look at Justin, they're like, oh fuck. Yeah, I'm thinking like, like this dude's still there. I think he got at uh, an old girlfriend, and she's like a yoga instructor slash fire breather. <laughs> All right, well, all right, so not Florida. all of them, then. I got you. Okay, no, I but I mean, I've dated some girls like that, and they, like, one became, uh, like, a librarian, <laughs> obviously. Um, <clears throat> the the one from Spokane uh, is the one that became a librarian. Uh, Interesting. Because yeah. I feel like all the women I dated, like, back in, like, those formative years have all, maybe not all of them, but most of them seem to have turned out to be, like, really big messes. They're, um... You know, uh, <laughs> like, like, it's... it's homeboy, yeah. <laughs> Oof. This woman you dated who um, has not changed a bit and is still, uh... Can still be seen goth dancing, my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I was hanging out with my, ma- my main man, Justin no, Kiss. There's no unhearing things. I know, it's great. Right. I'll, I'll fill you in off the record. I'll fill you in. Jesus um, and also another, another blast from the '90s that I ran into a mutual friend of ours at the punk night. But I will I will tell that story after this story. Excellent. Um, so Justin and I home we're homeboys and we go we do these mandates, which is so cool. And uh, pick him up. He's like, "Fuck, I'm not doing anything. Let's fucking hang out, bro." You know, it's totally cool. And on Friday, I'm unemployed. You live like a utopian society when you guys do oh, that it's, shit. It's nice. It's really nice. It's, it's so unbelievably wildly devoid of pretense. It's fucking fantastic. It's like, hey, dude. And then I pick him up, and you know, we'll play some Grand Theft Auto. He has the all, all the Grand Theft Auto mods now, so I played Grand Theft Auto as a cop, which is so, which is great, <laughs> <laughs> which is so good. You know. Right. Yeah. Was he still like? Did he still have an Eastern European accent? No. Yeah, it's just him. But he, you can pick your own. Uh, you can pick. I, I. But you can make him into like this real like a hard ass black guy, and um, and you can pick your partner who is also a hard ass black guy, and you go around ah, and you drive great. around and the missions. Some of the missions are like talk this guy down off the ledge. He's about to you know commit suicide. You just shoot him. You just do. <laughs> this is fucking great. Every mission, you just shoot the dude, and it's great. It's really great. Um, All right, but we uh, we pull over to Stewart's right because we need soda. 
in, in, the, in the worst way because we want to live uh, we don't want to live very much longer so we're going to drink a ton of soda and um, I saw a woman with acid washed jeans on tight and I realized that my favorite aspect of the 90s resurgence is the uh, back with a bullet the comeback story of the century the return of 90s high knees <laughs> I love a 90s Heine, man. When they got those high-waisted jeans, acid wash or stone wash, tight. And it reminds, takes me right back, man. All right. I don't think I've noticed. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I want to bite it. I want to bite, the, I want to bite their butt. So, so what happens? What happened after you walked up to me like, hey, I just want to bite it? I um, what, can I, And also, can I buy your hot dog for you? Yeah, well, I... If you could spot me, $2. <laughs> Hey man, I got plenty of savings that everybody paid for from state government. So that is dope. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> no, uh, well, I fought. What the fuck? Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man, pull out the Yamaha. What was it? I was it like reggae guitar? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody was in charge. Nobody was. Known. Nobody was making decisions. The Roaring Nineties, my friend. Clinton was in office. People were like, "Holy shit!" Arts. That is the sound of arts being funded. When you're like, "Oh yeah," 100%. when you're like, "I'm a, I'm a," and you can you, that back then you could have been like an LA dude. And you could have lived pretty well on, like, your union scale job. Like, oh, I'm going to play reggae guitar on the Parker Lewis Can't Lose theme. Yeah, no, bow, it's all good. Uh, call the president. We're, uh, we can't get a hold of him. He's playing saxophone in Arsenio Hall right now. Oh, my God. We can take a message. So, did the 90s rule, Andrew? No. No. Like, we're talking, didn't. But it we're talking like about a... all this cool stuff that happened. I mean, not only did President Clinton play saxophone on Arsenio Hall, but he also caught head. And, and, and people seem to care, but not really. No one, no one really. Although my, cared, my father yeah. still brings it up. <laughs> Just well, like, all right, that's what that's what fucking fathers are for. I was like, he balanced the budget. Let the man get some head. This is the shit. All of these things, they are interesting culturally. They're interesting, but they all, to <clears> me. <throat> Like, our reality should have become Red Dawn around 1991. Like, a fucking Latin American country should have been able to just, like, kind of waltz in. Hey, what's up? What's going on? With a machine gun and just take over. I really wish um, that happened. Andrew, I envision us as the last two survivors, Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze, at the very end. When Ed- Is that Edward James Olmos who holds up those, the AK-47 about to kill both of them and then he... He remembers his, his rebel roots and lowers it's the gun. It's been a long-ass time. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I don't remember. <laughs> let's put, why don't you put it on right now? Put it on the background. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverines! Won't you, um, Knowing my luck, I'd download the one with Thor instead. <laughs> Gosh. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, the resurgence of 90s heinies has gotten me humming. Um, but it's just like... Um, yeah. Oh, so good. And I'm, I'm like, past the range where, like, most of the women who are wearing old 90s clothes are, like, 23, 24, 25. And I'm... So outside of your uh, your maneuver zone? I, well, no. My maneuver zone is, if your game is strong, bring it on. I, I don't care, you know, as long as you're of age, whatever. Um, but I am running headlong into the notion of age appropriateness. And I have to be like, should I date a 22-year-old? Should I try yes. to pick up a 22-year-old? Yes. Yes. Of course. 
but um <clears throat> i have the, i'm starting to get that twinge and 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 <laughs> I don't, and it's like um it's psyching me out the last couple times that i really tried to pick up a younger woman uh, i psyched myself out <laughs> and I, I was like should i lie about my age should i tell her i'm 30 because no. you know no no <laughs> no uh, this is uh, men for the most part get more attractive with age no shit there's no point in getting more attractive with age if you don't use it so yeah go for it and look I've said this a million times. Anyone who's going to give you heat over dating a 20-year-old is, like, a fucking jealous bitch. No, it's true. <laughs> it's not, It's not like, a thing you worry about. Like, I don't yeah. I don't care what jealous bitches think about anything I do in my life. Mm, it's true. I, don't, I just I give myself more heat than anything. Because I don't have that the, uh, enough social cachet in this town for anybody else to care who I'm dating at all. <laughs> Although, the um, <clears throat> last time I went on a date, oh, we ran into a mutual friend, and she turned her back to me and then, like, quietly explained that we were just friends. That was, like, the worst. <laughs> That's pretty cruel. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, one of those, like, terrifying moments for her, I guess. And it was like, uh, oh, we're just hanging out as friends. We're just here as friends. Are you? And I was like, wow. I was like, I guess we are. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess it was like it was really bizarre. Um, you know, I like. To... Let's call this girl up. We're gonna get her on. Uh, we're gonna put her on blast okay. on the podcast. Hold on, let me get the number going here. Hold on, <clears throat> this is gonna be great. Can you hear that? Oh, that's exciting. Can you hear that? Like, of course. All right, great. I wish I could speak. Yeah. I'm going to call this episode Sent to Voicemail. Always. Oh, <laughs> fuck a, you do it! There's a fax number, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Was this woman a robot? Um, no, full disclosure, I was calling a Burger King in Stockton, California uh, to get... Oh, God damn because it. Because I Googled uh, what... I thought that was a little extreme yeah. for you. But like, sure, let me get this woman on the horn. Let me get Hang her on, on the fucking phone and tell, set her shit straight because I'm tired of living my life in a lie zone. You know, uh, I'm tired of living uh, this way, you know? <laughs> this way, you know. I'm tired of living this way. Um, just, I'm just, and sometimes I just get tired, you know? Um, my, uh, I'm going to try and do another prank. Do you mind? All right. right. Not go for I'm it. I'm going to try. Here we go again. I may or may not have called like 10 different Burger Kings around the country. So. Jesus. Yeah. Did you get the phone? Oh. Uh, is this, uh, McDonald's? Yo, so McDonald's is Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, this is Terry. Um, ugh. You know, I uh, I know I was supposed to be there about an hour ago, but um, I am <laughs> I am real sick. Hello? Oh God damn it! Hung up on me. Man, he was fucking quick. About Matt this. was not having it. Matt from no, not fucking. You know, McDonald's is a fucking uh, quick turnaround kind of business. You know, Matt. Uh, big ups to Matt from the McDonald's in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, you... What the fuck are you? Come well, all right. <laughs> what else? Do you... There's nine people in Chiang Wailing, and they all want McDonald's right, goddamn now. But all right, <laughs> let's not make this a prank call episode. But <laughs> I'm really that's really fucking. Tan, that's a drag. Tans my hide, man. <laughs> uh, what do you got for people freaking out this week? I'm actually looking right now. There's no. Uh... 
no cohesive narrative on my Facebook for uh, for this week. I see a lot of bullshit, but nothing that's a uh, dude. A real, real big one. What do you got? Um. Well, people are well, <laughs> well, uh, well. People freaking out. Um. I think you're missing maybe the mo- one of the most important cultural events in the last twenty years. Taco Bell starting a new restaurant aimed at the Chipotle crowd. Andrew, they found the ET games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yep, that was pretty that's, awesome. That's pretty exciting. They, yeah, they found the ET games. Um. Because we're in the '90s, we're actually reading this in a newspaper. Um. <laughs> See, I, for I well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to recap this. Everyone has access to the internet and understands that Atari buried like a fuck ton of ET games. Mm-hmm. That is pretty dope. I had the ET game. Did you really? Did you beat it in I two did. seconds? I, like, yeah, it was awesome. It was great to happen. Um, the um, <clears throat> no, it's impossible. You walk four feet and you fall down a hole, and then like a blob comes to get you, and that's the end of the game. It's like it is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Andrew, do you know what's really good about living in a punk house? Um, um, you always have access to lentils that have been sitting on the stove unrefrigerated for three days. One hundred percent. But also, okay, there's cool. somebody walking around my backyard smoking weed, and it's that's cool. And it's going coming right in my window. <laughs> that's dope. So I feel if I start sounding, if I start like toasting reggae style, then you know what's going on, man. Um, All right. Let's say that the biggest, uh, well. I'm not going to talk about that dude who owns the Clippers uh, being a racist piece of shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, but what about the Yankees being dirty cheaters? Well, I... Uh, 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 I this is actually interesting. Uh, because I feel like both of these people need to go in for an MRI. Because I feel like both of them have something pushing against like their temporal lobe. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. It's kind of great. Like, it's it's nuts. This Clippers dude is... I actually... I. I don't even give a shit about baseball or fucking basketball. Rather, I, I don't even know what sport it is. Nope. Um, this dude is like he's got a brain tumor, right? Like, <laughs> there's no other option, right? This dude has like something wrong with well, him, he, right? It's he, gotta be. The best part is that he hates minorities and his um, his girlfriend. I mean, his girlfriend every is every fucking rich old white man like hates minorities. It's like part of being a rich old white man is you get to be like a cranky fucking weirdo like that. Right. But like, yo, what? his girlfriend is black Mexican, by the way. Yeah, like, what's <laughs> up? What are you doing? He's, he has like a sharecropper fantasy that he really wants to because he's probably not. He probably definitely doesn't satisfy her in bed. Like, no, no, definitely doesn't. No, no, he satisfies <clears throat> her by having more money than Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just, I'm. He's got a tumor. Right? He has a tumor. It's impossible that he doesn't have a tumor. It's like, like it, it exists so far out of the bounds of logic yeah. where like the other thing this week was there was a uh, a KKK fucking guy that was busted with a uh, black, a black transsexual yeah. prostitute that makes perfect sense to me that's fully within the bounds of logic that's fine of course like fucking are you are you telling me that KKK members have a, a secret affinity for uh, for racial minorities and homosexual? They're crazy. No, that's a hundred percent. That makes sense to me. Yeah, this Clippers dude is just like is on some like confused. like Howard Hughes shit yeah, right no, now. He's, like, on some he's confused, just like it's wild. Yeah, he's on some confused Howard Hughes shit. I do like that during the Clippers games today, all the players came out with their shirt with their jerseys inside out. I thought that was a nice. <laughs> yeah. <step. laughs> I also like that this dude agreed to not go to games anymore. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because he used, you know what he used to do when Baron Davis was on the Clippers, he used to sit at the in the sideline and just talk shit. Like you suck. I don't know why I signed you. 
Uh, yeah, like this, I, the, yeah, this guy has a condition that needs to be diagnosed. Now, I like that um, the Yankees are now like the Kansas City Royals in that they pull cheap shit, and then they're like, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I couldn't see the ball. I mean, when, oh my God. It was so good. When he fucking, uh, everyone has to go and Google that press conference. There's, uh, what the fuck is this guy's? I don't even remember the fucker's name. Um, Manolo, they asked him, his name was Manolo Blahnik. Manolo <laughs> so they go up to Manolo Blahnik yeah. and they're like, so, you know, pine tar's illegal. And he just goes, uh, yeah, but I can't feel the ball. <laughs> just, like, that wasn't, that wasn't the question, you uh, know, denotes, like in any capacity. It's great, because that, that, to me, that denotes a legacy of cheating. Like cheating well, forever. Well, this is this is the other thing. I, I there's a question in the inbox about this, so I, I guess if you ask this, we'll just get right into it. This is the situation, and I don't really have to tell you this. It's fine. Everybody throwing a baseball cheats. Pineda, that's his fucking name. Uh, throwing a baseball cheats. It's actually the culture of the game. Right. And um, Doc Ellis actually had a great video. Uh, actually, you should research both Bill Spaceman Lee and Doc D O C K Ellis. Um, Will do. Two of the greatest pitchers of all time, and also both two, the only two pitchers in uh, MLB history to uh, pitch while on acid. <laughs> so good. That is fucking dope. Bill Spaceman Lee is fucking great. Like, you read his story, you'll love him. When he was on the Expos, he did this press conference where he demanded that the press come to his hotel room, and he just sat there with his feet up on the coffee table, drinking scotch and water, and answering questions in the most sarcastic way possible. And it was on video, and it's amazing. <laughs> that is fucking it's awesome. Really That's good. great. So we're like really the Wild West of baseball, where you can still get away with shit. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Perfect. Um, hang on one second. I'm actually I'm going to pull up the question, and we're just going to answer it right now, okay. since we're in the middle of this goddamn thing. Yeah. Question was uh, the question was actually just very basic, but uh, discuss the pine tar thing because as a newbie to baseball, this shit does not make any sense to me. All right, so um, I forget the rule. I think it's like rule eight hundred two or something. Just one of those rules that they actually reference a lot when they uh, they call games mm-hmm. was uh, is that you can't put anything on the ball at all, like no- nothing at all. Um, I think it starts from, I forget who it was, but the Yankees in like the 20s where they used a spitball and it flew wild and hit a guy in the head and killed him. Right. Uh, so the Yankees are the only team that's ever killed an opponent, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but the whole thing with pine tar is if it's cold, you can't really get a grip on the ball. So they say it's like it's, it's like throwing a cue ball. Yep. And I actually like it a lot because it speaks to... One of those things that I, I love about baseball that is like really is a thinking person's game because all of us are used to playing baseball in a park and just swinging at everything and not knowing the difference. <laughs> exactly. Watching these guys work in milliseconds is bonkers. Yeah. Like when you watch Mark Teixeira at the plate, you know when he's going to hit a home run 20 feet before the ball hits him because his eyes, like you see him see the pitch and understand and do the mechanics and just fucking like knock out of the park. It's crazy. Uh, and the reason being is that anything that's on a ball in any capacity will make it less predictable and where it's going to travel, how fast it's going to travel, etc. So every pitcher on Earth does some shit like that every now and then. Yep. Whether it's like Vaseline in their hat or some, you know, fucking like rubbing on the ground. Yogi Berry used to grab them and like accidentally drop the ball really hard to like scuff up the surface, yep, shit like that. Exactly. There was one dude who played for... Uh, 
God, I think it was the Mets, maybe. George Brett, Kansas City Royals. It wasn't George Brett. I forget who it was who had a little piece of razor blade in his uh, in his mitt that he would rub the ball against just to scuff up the surface and make it uh, a little less whatever, like a little less predictable. And uh, at one point after people started to wonder about that, uh, an umpire went up to him to check his glove, and he opens the glove, and instead written there is a note that says, close, but it's not here. (laughs) It's just like, like all these motherfuckers do it. The reason that this is such a fucking headache is, what was it, like two weeks ago, Pineda definitely, definitely, definitely had pine tart him. It was like a fucking joke. It was on his arm. It looked like he was just eating chocolate pudding. (laughs) But the Red Sox didn't bring it up because this same time last year, Clay Buckholtz was 100% caught on camera doing this same shit with his forearm. So it was just like a tit-for-tat thing. It was fucking awful and stupid, and like no one really wanted to talk about it. Everyone who they asked was like, yeah, everyone does this. But this guy is such a fucking, like an unbelievable sociopath that if last week wasn't good enough that he wanted to just walk out with shit on his neck this time. Like, does he just want to get out of his contract? I don't understand what, what like, I, he was trying to do. I, it's crazy. I think that it is a point of pride and it's uh, something to, it's kind of like a try me thing where like, uh, you think I'm going to, you think I'm doing it while well, I'm going to actually walk out there and, and have it on me. And then I'm going to see if you're going to call my, uh, call my shit, which they did. How did, like, I, unless during his suspension he goes and murders, like, a full, like, he gets drunk and drives, you know, drives drunk and fucking kills a family of four, (laughs) I can't imagine how this dude could be more of a liability. We traded two really good prospects for this guy. He immediately, (laughs) immediately, like, tears his shoulder off of his fucking body and is out for two goddamn years on our payroll, getting paid to sit around for two years, comes back, pitches three games, and then gets suspended for this shit. God damn, dude, like, what a fucking moron this guy is yeah i agree so uh yeah no one's really freaking out about that though i think i'm the only one that hadn't like nobody on my facebook feed gives a fuck about the yankees at all except for me and four other people so it was on my facebook feed it was over and done with really quick but uh yeah it's I, nobody um I no answer for that <laughs> nobody on my facebook feed really gives a shit about it. actually they, they have big cares but it's like um I don't know. It's about band, like local bands. Shit, I could care no, less you, about. No, you don't care about you don't care about local bands. Stop. <laughs> no one cares about because that's why they're local bands because no one cares about them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my, I will say that my um, my former manager from Pizza Hut posts his subway receipts uh, a lot, and he, just to prove that he says right now it says uh, name redacted. Is that Subway? <laughs> And then, does he have a brain tumor too? Uh, no, but he does have a leg, and he's working towards one, obviously. Well, yeah, but but uh, he, he does have a leg that is uh, shorter. One is shorter than the other, so he walks with a very pronounced limp. Okay, um, but he posted his um, <clears throat> he posted <laughs> posted his receipt, and it says that's what I had. LOL, and it's a spicy Italian foot long and a twenty one ounce fountain drink. I hate this person yeah, like a lot. He, I really hate him. He, he uh, threatened to fire me once. Um, because uh, his cop friend caught me speeding through town, and he has because he delivers pizza. He's also friends with the cops, and that was a big deal. Jesus Christ! Really good. Although that actually that brings me back the analogy that was made last week that I thought was really good. Uh, pine tar is like speeding. Everyone does it, just don't get caught doing it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was pretty much it. Should we actually just jump right into questions? Oh, we're already open here. I don't so. have a whole lot for uh, conspiracies this week. I haven't had a whole lot of time to uh, devote to this. But, man, this George Bush book I'm reading, man, it's heating the fuck up right <laughs> Wait, now. Wait, what George Bush book is this? Right now I'm reading Family of Secrets, which is a history of the, the Bush family's rise to prominence. Mm, good. Apparently, I didn't realize that there was a uh, a subsect of people who believe that George Bush actually framed Richard Nixon for Watergate. Oh my God, really? That's great. <laughs> it's it, when you read it, they frame they frame it in a way that's uh, it's it's surprisingly interesting. It hmm. uh, gave me pause. Sounds great. Uh, I'll have to read that. I'm uh, currently uh, reading nothing, nor have I set <clears throat> my books up. Uh, moving with books is a pain in the ass. So I'm thinking about getting rid of them. Yeah, definitely do that. Just buy an iPad. You're done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start. <clears throat> Hans, man. I met a girl at a party last weekend and proceeded to give her an ab ripper. Well done. She complimented me, and I told her, yeah, I'll eat the pussy till I burp. She kind of laughed. Figured you'd appreciate. Good for you, man. We'll never call you again. Yeah, she'll never call you again. That's You know what? But you know what? There is a... Why did I even go to that party? There is uh, round... Hmm. I say in January. There was this woman who I would sleep with on and off periodically but every time i'd sleep with her it was a big deal like capital b capital d like in quotes <laughs> big deal like you know people have been having casual sex since the cavemen but every time i would sleep with her the sex would be hot you know we'd get it going like real good it was very sexually compatible um you know we both uh um well you've had a long day and i'll spare you the gory details andrew but <laughs> But it, essentially, you know, we would uh, we would end with uh, a crescendo, <laughs> and um, <laughs> end with a crescendo. I, All right, cool. I fucking hate myself. Um, but then, like, <clears throat> like I would like drop her off, right? Because, or she would be like, I'd have work the next day, you know, and she'd be like, Oh, I'm really tired. I'm just gonna sleep here. And I'm like, oh, no. Nope. Nah, you know. I mean, that's. That's what we're doing. We're not. We're doing uh, some casual stuff here. I, uh, you know, I don't let the, I don't let the dog, I don't let anybody sleep in my bed. You know, unless we're dating. You know what I mean? Like, um, and she's like, oh, well, that was like a big deal, like bummer deal. Um, and she texts me like, was that? Is that all I am to you? Is, is a lay and that kind of thing? And I'm like, what? what? Uh, I'm like, what? It sounds like a fucking headache. Yeah. And like, it sounds like shit that you may as well have just slept there because you're going to keep me up all night anyway. Right. And I'm like, I wake up to the 10 texts like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, we're, you know, it was, we talked, we even had like a, like that awkward, like, so, you know, just, just getting us out of the way. Like, we're just kind of, you know, this is just casual. We're both having need, you know, like the fucking shit we don't, shouldn't talk about, you know? We both have a need. Both, uh, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm coming up with like the corniest ways on earth to speak about sex. Like, really creepy. I just said, we have, both have an itch to scratch, a need. And, um, but right. the last time I did it, which is in January, I said, you know what? Because it was just like quick stick. It wasn't like, you know, anything. But the, the, the last time we hooked up, I went down on her for an extended period of time. Until and she came like loud and like ripped the sheets. A crescendo. Yeah, like ripped the sheets off the bed, like insane. She's like, hey, oh, I haven't had an orgasm in, the, in like so long. Blah blah blah. <coughs> Nothing after that. <laughs> she left satisfied, and I got no text after that, and everything was cool. So all right, it was like the magic of oral sex, I guess. Um, so yeah, good good for you, uh, party dude. 
Uh, hope. Anonymous. Yeah. Do you have a sore throat now, <clears throat> is, or is everything cool? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> oh God. Hans, were you breastfed? I don't know. Let me call my mom and ask. Yeah, I have no fucking idea about that. It's a weird question. Let me call my mom real quick. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Should uh, I really call see. my? I was about to call my mom. I would have been. Uh, it's that's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. My first, what were your Hans and Andrew? What were your first words, boy? The, you, you know what? Uh, t- uh, Tumblrverse listeners, you guys are coming up with some fucking amazing questions. I just wanted to say that. I right have now. no idea what my first word was. Never even thought to ask. My first word was dog. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? Because my parents were real big into watching Dog the Bounty Hunter, and that's uh, ah, very good. And uh, so when Dog the Bounty Hunter would come on the TV. Uh, on cable, uh, I'm only seven years old, but um, yeah, I would say dog, and then that's it. But I do remember when I was a kid, I would say truck, uh, but I couldn't pronounce truck, so I'd say fuck. And my father, Very good. And my father thought it was a scream. <laughs> it sounds like something that's right up his head. Yeah, head-like. I remember he. Uh, oh. <laughs> I remember going to the, the. He calls it the the distributors. It's like a it's like a, a Canadian term for uh, like a beer store. Uh, of course. And I uh, go to the distributors and get a ca- like a case of Carling Black Label bottles, 24, 24 case. And uh, he'd be <laughs> he would be like real into the uh, into the beer with the boys, and he they'd like teach me swear words, <laughs> like pretty awesome, pretty good. That's how I, right. I think I would. That's how I'd be as a dad. Um. So. All right, yeah. fucking yeah, great. I don't know, like, my, I remember Patrick used to get really mad at me for not being inquisitive when he would ask me shit like this, but, like, I don't know, I don't know what my first word was, I don't know when <laughs> I first walked, I don't know how my parents met, I don't know when they got married. Yeah, I mean, you don't really care. I don't know any of it, it makes no fucking difference to my life whatsoever when my goddamn parents got married, I don't give a shit, it's fine. <laughs> Um, I barely know when they separated. You know, <laughs> like I, I was well alive for that. That really affected you've, my you've life. I still couldn't been, tell you when. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's. I don't know, am I breathing? Yeah, who gives a yeah, shit? Then it's fine. We are so opposite. I'm so glad we're good friends because we are so opposite. I am a, I am a certified mama's boy, <laughs> and I love my mom. And I talk, call her every other day on the phone. And uh, <clears throat> I, I see my mother four times a year, and I call her on the phone. Never. Five. Time, five times a year that don't include me being like, hey, we're here. Where's your house again? You know, that shit. I know. Uh, last time I hung out with your mom a couple weeks ago, um, mm. she uh, she she says that she does miss you. Um, she said well, that she said that right after sex, though, which was really awkward. Well, sorry. You know what? Tell my mom if she can find a way to make me money by seeing her, then uh, then maybe we'll make that work. Okay, right? that's cool. Listen, if she can monetize my visits down to, to see her, then I'll, uh, I'll see her more often. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll let her know. I'll, I'll, she sent me a text. She wants to hang out later. So, I'll, uh, all right, cool, cool. What, oh my god, is that my mom that you've been seeing every few months? Yeah, that's her, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Shit, I just cracked the code. Ah, oh, you did. You know, I I said that, and then I was like, he's gonna fucking totally he's figure it out. Fucking figure it out. I'm fucking Andrew's mom. Everybody. Um, As if anyone were shocked by that. She's tight and right. She loves. <laughs> She loves she loves to give and receive. She uh, doesn't give me a lot of mess. Um, text way too much. Though. Text a lot, a uh, little needy, but um, in return, she's uh, always it gives an eager blowjob. Eager. All right. Uses the hand. 
Um, <laughs> in the right place, use the hand in the right place, you know, because uh, there's a, a fine art to using your hand. And uh, that's it. You're going to let this peter out. Yeah, I'm just going to let it um, <laughs> Let's like, see. You know. <laughs> Any news on that male birth control stuff? No, they, they uh, email me very eagerly every time there's, uh, <laughs> there's a new development. Um, nothing as of yet. I uh, okay. I keep applying to work there, and they they don't respond to my my, I got my, <laughs> my resume. I got my shit in the mail two weeks ago. I don't know where you're at. Is that oh, it's fuck, dude? It's I just, I need this shit so bad. This is all I need to complete my life. Is vaso like I might just fly to India and just fucking have some Indian doctor fucking just put a needle on my dick and just be done. Why with don't it. you get um? Why don't you get a vasectomy? Uh, I, I, no, because you maybe admit for the first time ever. That you're thinking about having a little scamp at some point. No, not, not even a little bit, no. <laughs> what would you name your child if you had a child, Andrew? I have no idea. I would go, I'd go out for cigarettes immediately. Um, <laughs> and never come back. Yeah, no, like, Dad's going to get cigarettes, fucking, you're on your I, own. That's my contingency plan. Mom I, already left, so it's just you and the cat. You guys yeah, got to figure this shit out between you two. It's like, Someone's got to pay rent, so I would, be me. I would bolt, like... Like, I fucking, I'm facing, like, a a fucking prison term. I just get on the bus and be like, you know, fucking catch me at the station, I guess. (laughs) I would literally, that would would be, like, a whole life-changing thing. Like, fuck. Forget it. Yeah. And, you know, I like when my life changes, just not like that. No, fuck that. No, not even a little bit. Every time I see a kid, I reflect on how little I would ever, ever want one. Ever. And when I say see a kid, I don't mean, like have to go and, you know, stay with relatives or friends who have kids or things like that. I just mean being on the train and having to hear well, a kid speak. You know, like, that's... I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. The ba- I don't the, want to get, get it away from me. I live in, um, like, a... Like a uh, my back window opens up to Brownstone, the back of two separate blocks of Brownstone. So I have, like... I can listen to, like, 12 to 15 backyards at any time. How and they're, like, a few doors down, there's these kids... The kid, dad's out doing fucking yard work, right? Shit he definitely doesn't want to do. Probably busts his ass all week. The kids are outside saying, Daddy, 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 mm. Daddy, Daddy. Like, but, but I noticed I said kids, so there's like two or three yeah. rugrats running around saying, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And I know he, he I know he's thinking, this is not how he pictured the life. You know. No, in, in fall, he's going to rake a big pile of leaves and then sit lotus-style in it and douse himself in kerosene and just fucking light up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, like, oh, my God. Oh, that stresses me out just to hear that story. Yeah, it's like, when, when he was a young teenager in Armonk, New York, and, uh, and reading reading and rereading a dog-eared version of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Duran Duran had just dropped, and he liked to listen to it on his Walkman, and, you know, he worked at like the the local IGA store and and made made a decent amount of money, you know, for for like a sixteen year old kid. Um, and you know, his whole life was in front of him, and he just thought, God, I could I could go to California, I could, you know, you I could can't. go overseas, or and, you super can't. And then he became an accountant and uh, worked for the state of New York and, and had three kids and moved into a brownstone that he can't afford on his pay, but his wife insisted. And then there, no, you can't, <clears throat> nope, it's just not gonna happen. And then he, no, you can't, can't go abroad. Yeah, and you can't go abroad because you got kids. You're gonna have to yeah. like go with the kids, and you got to go to a gap in in Rome. 
you know, because that's just that's how your life is. You yeah. go to different places and you just go to like the same. You go, you go to Starbucks to, in Geneva. No, you go to the the big square in Prague, but your wife is like, you know, I'm tired. Let's just go to TGI Fridays, and we, and and you and you have that twinge. You're like, but we're in Prague, like. Oh, Dude, this is Prague. Okay, I guess right. we're going to, like, oh, my God. He's, he's doing some more menial work, and he he's upstairs, and he f- opens a box, and he finds that <clears throat> dog-eared copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And uh, he um, <clears throat> he realizes that his life is over. That's it. There's, there's nothing left to do but start killing prostitutes on Craigslist. It's like, true. That's it. You know, my, man, my it? man Russell Williams didn't start killing until he was 44 years old. Oh, Russell Wilson's going to start killing soon. Russell Wilson, newly single and uh, and oh, ready to murder. All you Seattle girls out there, line it up. All right? My man is single. He's free, ready to mingle. No kids. Holy shit. I'm going to move out there and try to seduce him. That's a great idea. i be like, what's up, Russell? You know it and I know it. The time is now. <clears throat> the time is Who now. Who exactly? We're gonna. We're, How did you get this number? I want to. No, I'm rocking in person. I talk talk to him in person. I see him at the gas station, the Conoco, on the way home. Right, I follow him. I'm, I get off the I five near his house, and I'm like, "You're Russell Wilson, right? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan, whatever. But I hear you're single now. Like, that's awesome. Like, do you hang out? Like, there's a great place that's great. Um, like Yucatan scallops, right down the road here. You want to go? And he'd be like, "Well, uh, you know, um, sure." You know, because he's a little down on his luck. And uh, and, I, and then, <laughs> yeah, the reigning Super Bowl champions feeling a little down lately. Flash forward two hours, and I'm fucking him, fucking him in the back seat of his car. Yes, backseat blowjob, blow and go, Craigslist style. Russell Wilson touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you steal the ring? Is the question. Yeah, no, I use the gotta ring. steal the ring. I use the ring as a marital aid. <laughs> wow, wild! It's like Russell. Uh, no, because uh, Russell Wilson is. Uh, um, he's a short man, but he's well endowed. <clears throat> and uh, while going down on him, he uh, he's like, I got an idea, and he puts the ring in a in the most dirty of areas. Wow. And he's like, it's a little something to remember me by. I'm like, fuck, Russell Wilson's a freak. <laughs> he put a Super Bowl <laughs> ring in my... in my uh, Who knew? In my, yeah, in my you-know-what. <laughs> in um, my vagina. Because uh, I'm a woman. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig back in the last week a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, because... Yo, you... Andrew, how do you feel about obscure belts? I've been wearing a couple for a few <laughs> years. They're still going strong, but I'd be okay with leaving them at this point. They look immature. Am I... Should I... Should I up being my adult game into buying new belts? I can't read right now. Or are they still dope and I'm good to go? I have no idea what these things are. Speaking of the 90s and mineral, remember when, every, remember right. when everybody wore white belts? Oh, yeah, white belts, absolutely. White belts, like people going to, like, an... Isn't there a picture of the guy from Exploding Hearts with a white belt and no head? Like a fucking police photo there that is. got leaked or some it's shit like on, that? Yeah, it's, that's... Live leak, it's pretty live tell. leak type. Oh! Oh, no, throw these belts away. <laughs> if this is the same thing I'm looking for, you've got to throw these away right now. This is, like, some... This is... I don't know what this is. This is, like, uh... they got to have, like, a sponsorship for the band Tool or something. <laughs> I don't know what this is. If this is the same thing, you've. I'm sorry. You've got to get rid of these. This is. Uh, let's see what Raptor 2.0. Oh God. What are you looking oh. at? God, <clears throat> I'm looking at obscure belts right now. I don't understand what's happening here. This is. Um, yeah, no, you, these got to go. Oh my right. God. 
Hold on. Yeah, well, There's I, actual, I, I can't act- explain what I'm looking at here. I thought it was... Wait a minute. Hold on. I thought he was talking about, like, obscure belts, like rare belts. Or, like, there's actually... Oh, dude. No. This is, like... <clears throat> this is a step away from, like, Bobby Bottle Service. This has got to go. No, 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 man. No, this is Ed Hardy style. This is... Be- this yeah, is, like, no, something... No, no. This is something that the uh, WWE superstar John Cena would wear. For real? Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> this is Diamond Dallas Page right here is what you've got going on. No, That's got to stop. No, you're... you're stupid as shit you should fucking you should <laughs> slam your head in your car door that's what you should do. <laughs> no that's gotta go um, um let's see yo i'm trying to set up a stitcher radio account for a podcast a friend and i have started with the whole rss feed thing is driving me crazy stitcher always has it's unable to validate the feed i know it's a weird question but how exactly did you go about creating your rss feed i have no fucking idea i don't no. even know what stitcher radio is one day uh mike dick from uh from sister podcast uh, kissing contest yeah. texted me and said you guys should go on Stitcher. And I said, okay, Mike Dick. And I put it on Stitcher. And I've never once looked yeah. at it or used it or I don't know a thing about it. It, it stays updated, I think. It, just, it texts me and says that our new episode is up after I put it up. And I say, thank you. I know. I just put it up. <laughs> just... I know. Thank you. I, I was there. You know, um, um, uh, I signed up for a dating site called Why Don't We? Why do? <laughs> and it's Excellent. like you sign up and you're like, why don't we? And I wrote, you know, meet in the park or, you know, uh, meet in the foyer of my building so you can blow me or like things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I didn't really write that, but they sent me like 10 texts in a day, <laughs> like, like, uh, emails about, Hey, so-and-so is checking you out right now. I think they'd be a good match because she also likes going to the Asian market. And I was like, and I was like, bullshit. That's totally bullshit. Nobody likes going to the Asian market because it's cold, it's smelly, and nobody speaks the language. And that's why I love bringing women there. Interesting. Yeah. So no, no one's, no one real has actually gotten to you on that. No, never. No, it's, it's yeah. corniest. It's, I'd rather go on AshleyMadison.com, actually. Oh, uh, I guess public service announcement. Yo, Kurtwood Smith isn't gay. He's married to Joan Perkle Smith, also of RoboCop fame. Yeah, I don't know where I got the idea that he was gay from. Um, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm, I'm going to be one of those hard-headed people that once they say something, they stick to it regardless of any evidence to the contrary. So, uh, yeah, Kurtwood Smith is uh, is blowing you in a foyer right now. Bitches leave. <laughs> you know who Joan Perkle Smith was? I have no idea that the is. The fucking secretary. That he that he put his gum on her plaque. Is that right? Yeah, that's who it was. That's no, they they definitely had some chemistry. They must no have doubt. met on the set. He's like, bitches leave. Remember that when he when he's gonna blow up. Um, so good. Oh, so good. It puts the grenade on the table. Bitches leave. I probably want to. I'm cashing <laughs> you out. Um, <laughs> so. Good. What do you say? You want to take one or two more and then uh, then call yeah, it? I'll wrap that rascal. Hold up. Y'all got to start sending better questions. I said I put uh, this, Andrew. I'm what's that? I'm just I'm chiding our audience for sending shitty questions this time around. Uh, you know what are you gonna do? Mm. Uh, I'm trying to get on that gallon a day tip, but I've heard plastic bottled water is no good from a bunch of people, and tap water is worse. Do you use a filtered water bottle or anything of that sort? Um, I use a metal, like a uh, what do you call it? like a stainless steel uh, water thing, water jug, and then when I'm at home, I just use a growler. Uh, but I use tap water. I don't fucking. I don't fear that shit. No, that's cool. Whatever. You know, people aren't going to see natural naturalnews.com Fucking people who think that everything is wrong. Like fucking. You know what? No one has ever dropped dead from a glass of tap water. Shut up. 
No, you know what? They probably have, but it doesn't mean it's just, you know, I'll, I'll take those odds. We're all dying in a meteor impact anyway. And honestly, c- fucking co-op people, man. God damn. Shut up. I ate Elio's pizza today. It was awesome. <laughs> if- I, yeah. That will kill you. No, I went uh, another Justin Kiss story. We went. We were kind of both kind of wasted, and we went to the uh, Price Chopper near my house. And I was, I, I, I for some reason I said I didn't need a bag with my Elio's pizza, so I just walked out holding the Elio's pizza. <laughs> I look so stupid. Really, you really you got your life in order Rain- right there. You're just strolling out. Okay, here's where I was: raining, no coat, no hat, holding a box of Elio's pizza, walking to my house. Perfect. That is pretty fucking good. <laughs> and it was like 10.30 at night. So people are, everybody's out. I saw people I knew. I was like, what's up, dude? What's up? Um, <clears throat> we got uh, one more. This is for you. Thank you. Uh, Hans has talked a few times about his sex number being high as though it's really a bad thing. Mm. Therefore, do we assume that you judge female sexual partners on the number of people they have had been, they've been with? No. What number of people do you think is high? Hans is 36 and has been having sex for over 20 years, so that averages to like three women a year. That's hardly slut-worthy. Stop worrying about it. Smiley face. Mm, what's up? So you got a smiley face. Got a smiley. So there you go. <clears throat> okay, well, I don't judge female uh i, I don't if well more with a woman who's slept with a thousand dudes i don't care it probably means she's she knows what she's doing <laughs> i mean it's fine honestly i don't care i i it's strictly how i view myself because and it's not even because it's like a lot of people but it's the fact that out of those it's like 63 i maybe talk to two <laughs> And it just makes me feel really weird because I, I, I'm so poor at maintaining uh, like, like a relationship with somebody that, um, that it always ends badly. And I, I even casual sex, it ends badly. And I just never talk to those people again, which is not, usually not, my, not by my choice. Um, so, uh, right, can I offer you some words of advice here? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I feel a lot better. No problem. I feel awesome. All right. <clears throat> this has been episode uh, 57. Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. You got anything you want to plug this week? Uh, well, I'm, I'm plugging uh, Prozac, 40 milligrams. Uh, making Excellent. me feel... Really coming along. Making me feel great on the good foot um, in every way. Um <clears throat> Feeling really good. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be getting a high-powered executive position tomorrow. tomorrow That'd be really I, I exciting. Would be, uh, I would be afforded the luxury of financial independence. Become the dean of the 1990s. Um, well, I mean, I would be uh, I would be a number in command uh, in a in a college office. I would be like higher up, which is like for a dude who still picks his nose and eats it. It's like pretty fucking awesome. Um, Fuck, dude. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Speaking of pick your nose and eat it, that motherfucker Sean Duty, I think he's been in a really bad mood lately. What's his problem? I don't know. Yeah, you have you talked to him? Um, I'm eating a maraschino cherry out of my out of my cocktail. <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, I have not in um, since episode fifty. Since episode fifty, yeah. Wow, so like two months. The only interaction I've had with him is right. uh, he, he he makes snarky comments on my Facebook posts, and uh, you should beat him up. 
You should just go to to the restaurant he works at and kick over a chair and call him out in front of everyone. Sean Duty, and I give him a roundhouse right across the face. Like I challenge you. Do you think I should? Um, how do you think I should take him? You know, because he's probably you know for a man who probably hasn't been in a ton of fights in his life, he's probably he's got that like <clears throat> that, like that nerd strength where he like all that built up like anger oh yeah he like it turns into like a shuriken like he will one if he hits me with that one anger like years of anger punch i'll like go through my head yeah <laughs> he'd be like he'd be like tiger tiger and like yeah it would be fucking terrible uh if, hopefully it'd be a body shot he punches through my through my stomach um <clears throat> Yeah, how should I take him? I don't know. I mean, I well, I would urge you to uh, go and fight Joe Camerari first, just to uh, uh, to build up your power against nerds, uh, a, and then uh, yeah, but that's not that would be a fucking slam dunk. I just break a bottle over his head. Now, yeah, you got to do it a couple times. It's one of those things where, like, at four days out of a five day week, you've got to go <laughs> and, like, fucking thrash him. Go rock and roll with uh, Joe Camerari, yeah. Um, you don't have to do it all at once. Like one day, you just drive past him and open up your door, and you hit him with it as you drive. So you know, shit like that. But then it culminates in like a, a true, a true beating. I guess what we're trying to say is that we, uh, Sean Duty, if you're out there, man, uh, we just need to know you're okay, pal. Um, when we don't hear from you for a while, we just assume that you're uh, down in the pain cave. I just assume he's mad at me because he's always fucking mad at me for something. No, so me it's too. Just, uh, just let it happen. No, it's you know he's got his independence now. He's freed from the chains, uh, and, and he's he's able to carve out his own life, and, uh, and he's he's probably you know uh, he's probably training to be uh, like a, an airline pilot now or something. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. <laughs> he's out there in Jamaica Queens. He's out there in LaGuardia. You know, he's flying JetBlue. You know, he's doing that Buffalo to Boston tip. We don't see him much anymore. Yeah. Ever since Sean Duty became a pilot, we don't see him that much anymore. Yeah, no, it's just like it's just—it's hard to get him now. <laughs> fuck it. It's hard to get him now. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get him now. He's a pilot. I'm going to eat dinner. Fucking fuck all you. All right. All right. I'll catch you guys next week. This is uh, 57, right? Yeah, it's 57. But you—do right. you have anything to plug, Andrew? Real quick. Come on. I have nothing to plug. I got nothing. Like I, my my life is uh, is. My life is like that good kind of empty. Oh, I know. Like where right I, I slept really late today so and like I. was really rested and like I dreamed last night. I never dreamed, but last night I dreamed. It's good. It's good, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm that good kind of like on one. Although I just got an email pop on my phone that just raised my blood pressure about 30 points. But hey, that's uh, that's life. It's a hard knock life. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Um, let's cue the music. The music. I'm walking just for walking I got nowhere left to go And sometimes you come too far And you never can go
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.